This is Sean Sport in podcast form. Well, I've been loving chucking on SBS, and normally it's for the cooking shows, but this has been for the World <laughs> Cup. It's been amazing. Sarah Walsh has been calling all the action. Sarah's a former Matilda head of uh, Australian football. Um, Sarah, this has been awesome. The goals last night were absolutely flowing. Yeah, fantastic. Um, through our matches, morning everyone as well, um, our matches had 11 goals, the first two ones, and full disclosure, I just woke up, so uh, it's been <laughs> brutal hours, um, but the, yeah, the first two matches produced 11 goals, that was fantastic. Oh my God, Sarah, are you, are you so tired? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm yet to see... <laughs> I'm yet to see Portugal's goals. I've, I've looked at the scores, but no Okay, no there. questions about Portugal's 2-0 win over Uruguay then. Because you, you guys are literally working through the night, like trying oh, to just concentrate yeah. and be camera ready as well, you know, with every every detail. But, oh um, yeah, hu- huge amount of goals um, last night. I was sitting down watching <clears throat> Cameroon and Serbia. Oh, God, how good was that? Because by half-time, I think it was uh, – who was down, Cameroon or Ser- Serbia? And then that, I think uh, – Cameroon, Cameroon yeah. scored one yeah. at that stage. Is yeah. that right, Sarah? Yes, yes. Like, it's back and forth. And, mm. um, yeah, it was a fantastic match. Serbia really should have run away with it. but didn't close the match mm. out and Cameroon come back. And, yeah, it was drama, drama. Fantastic game. Oh. We, have, we haven't had that many goals in a while, so it was nice, particularly on the late shift. Yeah, yeah, it's particularly on the late show. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm really feeling for you because your job is to get up now and talk to us after watching oh, TV. Yeah. All Sarah, can I be honest? I think it's really funny. Where else would I be? <laughs> <laughs> Have you even gotten out of bed yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll roll it. out. I'll, I'll watch last night's games and then I'll, I'll prep for tomorrow morning's games. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, this this is a, I was saying this to Tracy, um, you know, uh, to be on TV, <laughs> that's the worst part. We can come in here uh, mm. after a really, you know, uh, having a bugger all sleep and no one sees us. <laughs> Me and I can just put on a, he- a hat. I've yeah, yeah, ha- got some trackies on today, but you guys have to be seen. That must be, that would that would be traumatic for me. <laughs> nah, it, it's not too bad. It's, the group matches are probably the, the most difficult yeah. and there's a yes. couple breaks in between the next matches. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Sarah, um, doing your homework as well and doing all the background, I mean, obviously you've been following and been a part of the world game for so long, so you've got a really good handle, but I guess then diving a bit into it to be able to give people at home a real um, great picture of what's happening? Yeah, I think, um, look, I think it's, you're right, I watch a lot of football, so it's, um, in, in that sense, there's a lot of, I guess, knowledge that I already have, but, um, you know, as the, as the tournament gets started, you're really just watching a lot of football. Um, and then, like, what a job. found myself yesterday just prepping for Serbia, Cameroon, you know, watching the previous matches. And uh, I, honestly, it's, it's probably been more about the upsets. It's been a tournament yeah. of upsets, and it's, it's highly likely because of the, you know, the lack of preparation leading <laughs> in. And, you know, they, they jumped straight out of club football into, club football into um, national team setup. And, you know, I feel like it's closed the gap. Um, a lot of the smaller teams, like Saudi Arabia, have been playing like a club team Haven't for they? a while. Mm. They, they they finished their league early, and you know all of the Asian teams have done fantastically. Um, although you know, as we've moved through the group matches, it's looking less likely they'll they'll get out. But um, yeah, like so many upsets. 
I think that's the thing you can't prepare yourself yeah. for either yeah. because you kind of always focus, particularly in the World Cup, is every four years you focus on the, the high-ranking teams like Brazil and yep. Portugal yep. and that sort of stuff. And then the fact that you've got, yeah, as you said, Sarah, Saudi Arabia coming through, um, even the Socceroos, like Socceroos, where they wow. Tunisia. Um, yeah. I guess that's just I get a level of... Um, and another level of research, I suppose, with the teams that aren't really... They're the underdogs, really, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think with that research, a lot of Australians don't know much about Tunisia, but we did. And um, one thing we did know about them was, you know, they lost 5-1 to, to Brazil. And, you know, it wasn't long after that, uh, prior to that, that they beat Japan 3-0, a very good Japan. So, you know, they're up and down. Um, and we were just hoping we were going to get the, the Brazil... <laughs> Tunisia, mm. and we did. I tell you um, what, and, but yeah. we stepped up though. We were fantastic. Um, the, the fans are so passionate. Um, this isn't the World Cup, but did you see that local Turkish football derby that was on the news yesterday? No, so, I missed it. It descended into chaos as an out of control fan. He stormed onto the pitch and he attacks the opposition goalkeeper <gasps> with a corner flagpole. God, oh my God. And he <laughs> just starts <laughs> whacking this guy on the head with a corner flagpole. And I was like, that was unbelievable. <laughs> the guy to get dug in the hospital, he's okay. Oh, the I was like, oh my the God, fans the are fans are passionate. <laughs> but everything seems to be very in control in Qatar. So, yeah. Well, they are at the moment, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. if we see that, they'd be, well, they'd be entertaining. Oh, I would agree. Oh, everyone's like, I had to get past security. That's insane. Oh. Anyway, you've got enough football to watch there. You don't have yes. to worry about those little matches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did everyone see Fed Square the other night? Yeah, yes. it's gone bananas. Yeah. That's We're insane. expecting the same, and New South Wales Premier's opened up the pubs here for the next match Thursday, so... um yeah, we're expecting much of the same. It's going to be Brilliant. fantastic. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. I just found out that um, there's a pub down the road from me that's open till four in the morning because what? they were able Damn. to watch all the games. They've got some special license, so everyone's getting right. behind it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Yeah, oh, go, I was Sarah. driving home. It was about 3, 3.30 in the morning, and uh, I drove past all of these pubs with yellow jerseys on Brazilians. I live in Maroubra ah. by the beach in Sydney. There ah. are so many Brazilians. I, I didn't know. Real, this is what the World Cup does, brings yep. out all of these amazing communities. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, we'll be watching all the action. As we have been on SBS, we'll be able to see your fine work and get some sleep, and hopefully we'll mm. speak to you a bit later on in the day when you're a bit um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> Thanks, team. No Thanks, right. Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Sean Sport in podcast form. Moving over to the AFL draft last night, and Aaron Cadman was the number one pick for the GWS Giants, a big, tall Victorian, and he kind of had one of those growth spurts in the last um, year that enabled him to not only just play around in the midfield, so he's a runner, Nate, yep. to now play in the forward line and be a key positional player. He was pretty wrapped um, hearing his name get called out. Never in a million years would I have thought I'd be in this position and to share it with my family and friends and all these people in the room, it's it's super special. You yeah. know what? Um, hats off to him as well for having a growth spurt and still being coordinated. Yeah, yeah. That, that, Those two yeah. things do not go together. That's a really good I was point. the most unco thing when I had my growth spurt. Really? Oh, yeah. Because suddenly you've, like, it's, it's not even like a conscious thing. You just don't know. Harry, you would have you would have had this. Harry's no, six no, and no, five. No, oh, I was, shut up. I remained agile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Harry. I was thought you might. As, as the family greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> Very agile. and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just like limbs are around and you don't really, you know, you, yeah, you don't know where you start and where you end. Yeah, spatial yeah. awareness. Yeah, yeah because yes. you got, you're longer and taller yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So as the number one draft pick, Trace, mm-hmm. and it's, it's sponsored by NAB and has done for a long time, you're presented with a $10,000 
portfolio that they then look after for a period of time. Okay. So that can just grow and grow. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. I mean, that $10,000... I mean, if you just leave it and leave, leave it, it, I mean, it could be worth a lot of money it. to you in the future. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. West Coast Eagles picked up um, Ruben uh, Ginby from uh, East Perth Football mm-hmm. Club. And he's the second top-round draft picks in two years that have come down from that Margaret River region. So East Perth has the Dungeon area, mm-hmm. just Mar- Margaret River. And last year, Fremantle's number one pick. There he came from that area. And uh, Ruben's joining the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I was ready to go anywhere, but to hear my name called at West Coast, that's great. And just, yeah, I guess it makes it easy. You don't have to travel too far. So his family, massive yes. uh, uh, Dockers supporters, so they got to get oh, rid of all the purple now. There you go. Oh, wow. They have and to make the switch. You were telling us that, um, you know, the clubs like to recruit local as well. Mm. So that's amazing. What a charmed life he's lived, you know, living in the Margaret River region and now he's <laughs> playing AFL football. That's just... Sounds like a very nice existence. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Anyone, that grew up, anyone that grew up in Margaret I know, River? down south. I think a lot of those kids, though, have to then travel and to make their dreams come true. It's not like coming from Kalgoorlie because it's a lot closer to that, but then, you know, come and relocate and really mm. give it a go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the beach life, the wineries, oh. the restaurants and all that kind of stuff living down there, pretty and as awesome. You, well, you mentioned yesterday, Sean, just the family pool as well for a lot of these players. That's sort of becoming quite prominent, isn't it? So for these yeah. guys, these young guys, I guess having that family support around them nearby is quite important as they sort of make that rise. One hopefully. thing that they, and you bang on, Trace, one thing that the clubs don't measure is the saving in costs, right? So yeah. if you if you draft this equal same guy from the East Coast, then you have to put it up with the family, so there's a cost involved. Then you'd have to be flying over their parents every mm. however long. Some have girlfriends and doing the same things off to make sure that they don't feel homesick mm-hmm. um, to stay here. Plus, you've probably got um, not necessarily maybe human resources that need to get around that person as well. So there's time allocated, and that's a cost. Where you've got the local guys that are just here, and they've got the family support and friendship groups that mm. still exist, and... And they'll be happy. Got they'll be so, happy. Yeah. Right, they're just his, his family are all Docker supporters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's he. going to be an eagle. <laughs> so okay, so is he. So, all right, Sean. Yeah. Did he feel like he's almost cheating? <laughs> well, well. I, yeah. uh, my, my question is, can it be done truly in mm. your heart? So say, um, mm. say Ollie, right? Yeah. Say Ollie gets recruited to another team. You are, of course, Dockers all the way. Mm. Can you change the team that you go for in your heart? Well, I can't. <laughs> no, you can't. And he will not. cease to live with us. But oh. apart from that, I think it can be done with other people for sure. It can be. Sean Sport is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcast.com.au.